0: Welcome to a vague knowledge of everything. I am
1: Rosie. I'm Hope, and we are continuing our Olympian series, our Olympic series, which I think they've already ended, right? I believe so. I have okay. not been watching. <laughs> I know, me neither. <laughs> <laughs> After doing this, I'm like, I really don't care.
0: <laughs> I mean, I I know like pretty much the stuff that Tom Daly is knitted, but that kind of <laughs> that's kind of the extent of my Olympics watching. What an icon. <laughs> I know.
1: That was the one I was talking about and the one that I was very in love with. and then Yeah, the destroyed. one we were trying to guess about the English Toms. Yes. Yeah. He, he got to redo a dive in 2012 or 2016, I think. I think it was 2012. But they let him, like, redo a dive yep. for some reason. I think, like, the sound or whatever. Okay, so anyway, this week we are talking about um, Olympians who spoke out against injustices at the olympics so this is probably going to be the last round of episodes this might be a one episode ender finale or this might be end up being a two episode because there's a lot to go over here so so go off go off queen me (laughs) i'm excited to hear it uh so first we're going to talk about um peter norman Yes, Peter Norman, who is an Australian. So you know that picture from the 68 Olympics where it's the two guys holding up the black power symbol. It's the gold and the bronze winner. So. They're both from the US. And then there's just the Australian guy who won silver just kind of standing in front of them. And it just kind of looks like he's there. But there's a whole backstory to this guy that I don't think a lot of people know about. Um, so this is from a CNN article um, about Peter Norman. Um, So that famous picture was captured at the medal ceremony for the men's 200 meters at the 1968 Mexico Olympics. U.S. sprinter Tommy Smith stands defiantly, head bowed, his black gloved fist thrust into the air. Behind him, fellow American John Carlos joins him with his own black power salute, an act of defiance aimed at highlighting the segregation and racism burning back in their homeland. Smith and Carlos were sent home and disgraced and banned from the Olympics for life, but they were treated as returning heroes by the Black community for sacrificing their personal glory for the cause. History, too, has been kind to them. So they were banned from the Olympics, but I think they, it's fucked up, but yeah. Were, yeah, they were celebrated for taking a stand on that big of a platform, on that big of a stage. You know, the man standing in front of them, the Australian sprinter, Peter Norman, who shocked everyone by powering past Carlos and winning the silver medal. So I think they were expecting the two U.S. guys to be the gold and silver winners. But then this Australian guy came out of nowhere and won the silver <laughs> instead. Let's see. <laughs> um, on his left. So this is Peter Norman, the white guy on his left breast. He wore a small badge that read Olympic Project for Human Rights, an organization set up a year previously opposed to racism in sport. While Smith and Carlos are now fitted as human rights pioneers, the badge was enough to effectively end Norman's career. This guy's 28. This is his first Olympics. First off. He returned home to Australia, a pariah, suffering unofficial sanction and ridicule as the Black Power Salutes forgotten man. He never ran in the Olympics again. So his nephew, Matthew Norman, directed a film called Salute um, about his life. I think that came out in like 2006. And Matthew said, as soon as he got, got home, he was hated. A lot of people in America didn't realize that Peter had a much bigger role to play. He was the fifth fastest in the world and his run is still a Commonwealth record today. He didn't go to Munich in 1972 because he played up. He would have won a gold. He suffered to the day he died. Oh, so already (laughs) we're up on a positive note. That's yeah. (laughs) I expected nothing less. Yeah. I'm going to get into the background of why this is all important. Cause there's a lot of stuff going on in America and Australia that like is important that this happened specifically at Mexico. It was the events off the track that had dominated the lead up to the 1968 Olympics and the U S the civil rights movement fought running battles with the police and army across America against segregation and racism. Both Martin Luther King Jr. And Robert Kennedy had been assassinated and the Vietnam war, Vietnam war was raging. Meanwhile, in Mexico, hundreds of protesters protesting students were massacred in the run up to the games. The regime covered up their deaths as the athletes arrived. I think that's the picture oh, I sent you with yeah, the, we, the guys.
0: Yeah. I, I, yeah. We
1: uh, we touched on this. I think. Mentioned, yeah,
0: we touched on this in another episode. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So uh, not great. Not great. Not great. Mm-hmm. Start to the games. Australia, too, was in the midst of a racial strife. The country's quote unquote, white Australia policy had provoked protests of its own. It put heavy restrictions on non-white immigration and a raft of prejudicial laws against its indigenous aboriginal population, including a policy of taking aboriginal children from their birth parents and handing them to white couples for adoption, a practice Uh, that continued uh, until the 70s. It never gets better. (laughs) white
0: people just feel like uh, we're constantly better than everyone else even though we go to their land and take it
1: we really are the worst i know yeah um when the 200 meters final arrived all eyes were on the u.s duo smith was expected to win easily uh you wouldn't be able to catch him on a motorbike was norman's assessment but the speculation centered on what political gesture the american athletes might make on the podium the starting pistol was fired and smith powered to gold But out of nowhere, Norman stormed down the last 50 meters, taking the line before a shocked Carlos. Norman's time of 20 seconds flat would have won gold four years later at the Munich Olympics and at the Sydney Games in 2000. There's that. Yeah. Smith and Carlos had already... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 20 seconds is very fast. Mm -hmm. Smith and Carlos had already decided to make a statement on the podium. They were to wear black gloves, but Carlos left his at the Olympic Village. It was Norman who suggested they should wear one on each alternate hand, So one had a left hand and one had a right hand. Yeah, that makes sense. Norman had no means of making a protest of his own. So he asked a member of the U.S. rowing team for his Olympic project for human rights badge so that he could show solidarity. He came up to me and said, have you got one of those buttons, mate? So the U.S. rower, Paul Hoffman. If a white Australian is going to ask me for an Olympic project for human rights badge, then by God, he would have one. I only had one, which was mine. So I took it off and gave it to him. Oh pretty nice. That's Solidarity. pretty nice. Yeah. <laughs> the three men walked towards their destinies. <laughs> I don't like that <laughs> line. <laughs> the medals were handed out before the three turned. The medals were handed out before the three turned towards the flags on the star of the star spangled banner. I couldn't see what was happening, Norman, inside of that moment. I had known they had gone through with their plans with a voice in the crowd saying the American anthem, but then faded to nothing. The stadium went quiet. Can you imagine? Ooh, a whole stadium. An Olympic stadium. Fuck. Quiet. No, that'd, be kinda,
0: that'd be really scary, especially if you were the people who caused it.
1: Right, because <laughs> there's so many people who could have gone against that and everybody yeah. decided to be quiet. Norman retired from athletics immediately after hearing he'd been cut from the Munich team. He would never return to the track, neither would his achievements count for much... For much, 28 years later, when Sydney hosted the 2000 Olympics, at the Sydney Olympics, he wasn't invited in any capacity, said Matthew Norman. So this is his nephew talking about the next time Australia hosted. There was no outcry. He was the greatest Olympic sprinter in our history. In his own country, Peter Norman remained the forgotten man. As soon as the U.S. delegation discovered that Norman wasn't going to attend, the U.S. State's Olympic Committee arranged to fly him to Sydney to be part of their delegation. He was invited to the birthday party of 200 and 400-meter runner Michael Johnson, where he was was to be the guest of honor. Johnson took his hand, hugged him, and declared that Norman was one of his biggest heroes. Peter was not sanctioned. We are not sure why he missed selection in 1972, but it, it had nothing to do with what happened in Mexico. The Australian mm-hmm. Olympic Committee told CNN when asked about Norman's exclusion from the team that traveled to Munich.
0: Yeah, right. Uh huh. Uh
1: huh. I, I believe that, so. sure. Yeah. Cool and story. Then, but then the US invited them to a birthday party, which is nice of us, that's, I guess. That's, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, like,
0: they can't really be like, hey, be on our team, you know? So, yeah. And they I said, guess mm-hmm. that's the best they could do.
1: So, Peter died of a heart attack on October 9th, 2006 at the funeral, both Smith and Carlos gave the eulogy where they announced that the U S track and field association had declared the day of his death to be Peter Norman day. The first time in the organization's history, that such an honor had been bestowed on a foreign athlete. Both men helped to carry his coffin before it was lowered into the ground for them. Norman was a hero, a lone soldier, according to Carlos for his small, but determined stand determined stand against racism. He paid the price. This was Peter Norman's stand for human rights, not the Peter Norman helping Tommy Smith and John Carlos Al Smith towards CNN. Three had remained friends ever since their chance meeting on that podium in Mexico City 44 years ago. He just happened to be a white guy, an Australian white guy between two black guys in the victory stand believing in the same thing. He's a pretty important figure, I think, because he suffered for wearing a badge yeah and support it's like by
0: association with
1: it yeah so that is peter norman so whenever you see that picture now you know everybody's names and their legacies and everything that was going on with them so next we're going to talk about how andy murray is a feminist icon (laughs) um so andy murray is a tennis player and he's one of the best male players And what happens a lot is people tell him that he's the best. And whenever they do that, he always counts back and goes, No, Serena and Venus are better than me. Like every single time it's brought up. So, okay. Yeah, I've definitely heard of this guy. Yeah. BBC host John Inverdale congratulated Murray on becoming the, the first person ever to win two Olympic tennis gold medals, to which Murray shot back. I think Venus and Serena have won about four each. A few years ago, a reporter made another blunder at a press conference following Murray's defeat by US player Query, Q U E R R E Y, Query. When the reporter referred to Query as the first US player to reach a major semifinal since 2009, Murray was quick to remind him that Serena had won a whopping 23 Grand Slams in her time. Interrupting the interviewer mid question to correct him, Murray stated, male player, to which the reporter quickly agreed, yes, the first male player, that's for sure. She
0: just thoughts, like whips out a list of like, here's all the things that the Williams sisters have won. <laughs> this is why you wrong,
1: beats. <laughs> when asked about her thoughts about his comments, Serena Williams was quick to praise Murray, who is a keen advocate for women's rights in sport. I don't think there's a woman player. And there shouldn't be a female athlete that is not totally supportive of Andy Murray. He has spoken up for women's issues and women's rights, especially in tennis forever. For forever. And he does it again, you know. That's who he is. And one thing we love about him, he has such a wonderful mother who has been such a strong figure in his life. And he's done so much for us on tour. We love you, Andy, Andy Murray. So for context, if you've been living uh, under a rock, (laughs) Venus and Serena Williams are two black female tennis players, and they are the best. They're the best. And the only person who might be better than them is um, a Japanese black player also a female Naomi Okasami is that her name I I don't know <laughs> We'll we'll fact check that but yeah, yeah we'll fact check that and I'll put in a little voice note she if it's not. they were one of the best like tennis players of all time ever and people forget about that whenever there's a white man playing <laughs> yeah <laughs> I don't think so Two years ago, tennis legend John McEnroe said that despite being the best female player ever, no questions, Serena would be ranked at number 700 if she played in the men's circuit. So now 37- mm-hmm. 37. Now- mm-hmm. Sorry, I um. So
0: John McEnroe, there's there's a show on Netflix that John McEnroe narrates. It, it's a weird choice because it's a show about uh, a teenage girl uh but it's it, it's interesting and I, I i was just like oh john McIntyre, i haven't heard about him for a while so for this yeah. to be like the second thing i've heard about i'm like oh i don't really want to watch that show again
1: yeah um <laughs> excuse me uh the now 37 year old grand slam champion was having none of it taking through twitter to call out the comment dear john i adore and respect you but please 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 keep me out of your statements that are not factually based i've never played anyone ranked quote unquote there nor do i have the time Respect me and my privacy as I'm trying to have a baby. Good day, sir. <laughs> Shut the oh, fuck so up, dude. I need to find Shut it. your just... mouth
0: before Serena shuts it for you.
1: Yeah, it's just a lot of examples of like white guys trying to downplay the fact that Serena and Venus are like way better than them.
0: <laughs> and that's always the thing when there's the female sports uh, players of any kind of sport. Us uh, sports players, uh, female athletes, athletes. <laughs> sports <laughs> players. Oh, geez, you could kind of tell which one of us uh, brought up wanting to do the Olympics. Uh, <laughs> but uh yeah, when uh, whenever female athletes are brought up as being amazing, someone also always has to be like, oh, well, but they can't compete against men, which is fucking bullshit.
1: Oh my god, right? He's so mad. So dumb, dumb as hell. I'm trying to and find also not true the meme that's been going around recently where it's a tennis guy talking about if you like basically he said about Simone Biles he's like you can't handle the heat get out of the kitchen like you're gonna Um, have to like get over it I I shared a meme that had that
0: quote on Facebook and someone fact-checked it and it's not exactly accurate oh
1: okay it's
0: it's, it sounds like he is like a giant baby who like gets (laughs) upset when he loses and that he's not like (laughs) <laughs> like he's not someone to be held up as as a great example of an athlete mm-hmm. but but it's possible that maybe he wasn't actually specifically referring to Simone Biles like okay. it might be a quote from him from another time and that it was applied to Simone Biles uh, okay so yeah I'm not okay. sure about the the truth of So maybe
1: one. uh it's good for us to know those things this is why yeah. fact-checking is important and uh, we're not going to talk about it anymore <laughs> on this yeah. podcast okay it's important when
0: people fact check you that you'd be like oh okay all right yep
1: yeah oh and up to being like i (laughs) should have realized better
0: yeah yeah no i I took it down because i was like yeah i didn't fact check that before i put it up so yeah
1: okay so now we're getting into the 2021 olympics and their aftermath and their before math (laughs) (laughs) that's a so much math it's yeah i do not like math so we're going to talk about double paralympic world champion olivia breen and she is quoted to have said, I've been wearing the same sprint style briefs for many years, and they are specifically designed for competing in. I will hopefully be wearing them in Tokyo. It made me question whether a male competitor would be similarly criticized.
0: We oh, so, out... this is like for not having the right kind of swimwear? This...
1: No, she's a, she's a track and field. Person. Oh, so, okay, so, so, it's not having th- yeah, the quote unquote. Her, right her shorts uniform. were too short, which is interesting because other olympians just got in trouble for having shorts that wearing shorts
0: well yeah. well, wearing shorts when they were supposed to be wearing like bikini bottoms
1: yeah and this lady Ugh. had on like the short shorts like the the cheeky ones and a, a female official came over and was like your shorts are too short <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. okay
0: we we're yeah. both <laughs> This is why it's not good to police people's bodies and women's bodies get the front I know.
1: We were both outraged that in 2021, this approach was adopted by an official during a competition. I have been really shocked by the number of female athletes or their coaches who have told me about similar incidents happening to them. In a post on Twitter after the event in Bedford on Sunday, Breen also added, women should not be made to feel self-conscious about what they are wearing when competing, but should feel comfortable and at ease. Excuse me. Another British ath- athlete, the shot putter Amelia Stricker, great name, yeah. said that officials who made such unnecessary comments should not officiate. Female athletes shouldn't be subjected to such criticism when there's already so much pressure on women to be perfect, said Sticker. We are there to compete. You don't like the outfits. Don't officiate. We don't need officials adding unnecessary stress in those moments. Yeah. So I mean, it doesn't
0: have anything to do with the outcome. Like the race or whatever the task is
1: they're doing. So the Paralympics are going on right now. So I think they start after the Olympics end. So they go until like September 5th or something like that. So those are happening right now. Mm -hmm. So uh, Becker Myers, a swimmer seen as a as a favorite to bring home gold from Tokyo has canceled plans to compete in the Paralympics after being told she can't bring a personal care assistant to Japan. Oh, this makes so mad. Myers oh. is deaf and blind. U.S. Olympic and Paralympic Committee officials said they don't have space for her to bring in aid because of coronavirus restrictions on athletic delegations. The, I, I, like how, how? What? Like what? <laughs> I, make the fucking
0: space. Like, she's an Olympian. Like, allow her to... And how do you expect... Someone who has an aid with them,
1: like at pretty much all times, to be mm-hmm. able to just not have that person, you know, like I just go figure it out. You'll be fine. Yeah. With all this water Ugh. and like in an unfamiliar territory. Anyway, I, there's more. I've had to make the gut wrenching decision to withdraw from the Tokyo 2020 Paralympics. I'm angry. I'm disappointed. But most of all, I'm sad not to be representing my country. Myers won three gold medals at the 2016 Rio de Janeiro Paralympics, but the experience also left her deeply shaken. In strange new surroundings, she struggled to accomplish essential tasks on her own, such as finding the athlete's dining hall. Yeah, which makes sense because blind and deaf. Yeah, I mean, that's two out of five senses.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's a lot yeah it's completely it's completely fine to need some help getting there you
1: and can't taste your way to the dining hall you taste yeah it, you and get
0: there and just oh god it irritates me so much because like i'm sure people will be like making bullshit comments about this but yeah ultimately like the the place she is not getting help is when she is competing
1: yeah
0: like so she should be allowed to have the person with her and like to help yeah. her Live life otherwise and get to the point where she is competing.
1: You can just tell this is an ableist decision that somebody yeah. made like it doesn't sound like there was people with accessibility needs on that committee or helping to make those decisions or but
0: this is the Paralympics, so isn't that I, isn't that a big thing in the Paralympics? I mean that's If it is, thats almost
1: are... makes it worse like yeah. that makes it worse. Ugh. Since then, her mother, Maria Myers, has accompanied her at competitions as a personal care assistant. But after being told her mother can't join her in Tokyo, Myers opted out. I would love to go to Tokyo. And and her
0: mother is like, she is a professional care assistant. It's not just like her mom. Like she has training, I believe. Yeah, Yeah, she does have training in that area. So she's not just like wanting to bring her mom. Like it's literally one of the people who knows her best, who has been trained to help her in these situations.
1: Myers told the Washington Post, I would love to go to Tokyo. Swimming has given me my identity as a person. I've always been Becca the swimmer girl. I haven't taken this lightly. This has been very difficult for me, but I need to say something to affect change because this can't go on any longer. All signs had been pointing to Myers turning in a special performance in Tokyo. She has set new world records in recent years. Last month, she was celebrating dominance at the Paralympic Trials where she secured a spot on Team USA. Tokyo is set to be her third Paralympics. Myers, who was born with Usher syndrome, has thrived at sports elite level. Because of the genetic disorder, she is deaf and is aided by cochlear implants. She often relies on lip reading, but her eyesight continues to deteriorate. And because everyone in Tokyo will be wearing masks, her ability to understand others would be hampered. 34 athletes on the Paralympic swim team would be supported by one dedicated personal care assistant, along with six, six coaches. 30, one
0: person for 30 One person. That's for not fair for everyone.
1: Especially That's... if all of them are going to different events at uh, different times. Like and, and also
0: like what is that person trained to do, etc. But mm-hmm. just one person's just not enough.
1: That doesn't make any sense. Like if yeah. <sighs> Nearly like a third of the swimmers Sorry. are visually impaired. Uh what? What? It's just not fair on any of them it's bullshit no, it's not and they already have so much of society built up against them like this yeah is supposed or to be that one just,
0: place that just were not made for them to begin with yeah. you know there's and we live in an ableist society where there's just mm-hmm. certain like things that they won't be able to do or won't be able to take part in just because it's not built to be able to accommodate them this is an event that is supposed to be able to accommodate them
1: accommodate and uplift them. <sighs> yeah like this is supposed to be allow place. them to
0: just like do their their yeah. sport and compete at the elite level they're at without putting ridiculous new challenges at them like you know how do i get to the dining hall
1: right i have Jesus. one person in
0: charge of this whole team because that makes sense that yeah that doesn't even make sense like I feel like if you were at a school and you had, like, a classroom that had people with physical disabilities, like, that, that would be enough to legally, yeah. Like, you wouldn't have one aid for every person with a
1: physical disability in the school. Right. Becca has been forced to make a decision that no Paralympian should ever have to make, and Speedo fully supports her choice, the swimmer company said in a statement to NPR. It added oh, that good. it will... It added that it will continue to stand alongside Becca and support her journey and all that makes her an inspiring role model for the next generation of swimmers. So I don't like that this happened. I am glad she said something.
0: Yeah. We wouldn't
1: wouldn't have known. How would we have known?
0: Yeah, that was a thing. I actually thought about sending it to you, but I was pretty sure that you had already seen it um, Mm. because I saw the I saw an interview with her and her mom about about this issue. Um, I didn't realize that that Speedo had put out a statement, but that's good when a sponsor is. You know, even though she's not going to the Olympics, the sponsor is still sticking with her. I think that's a really good thing. Yeah. Speaks yeah. Speaks
1: well of them. I mean, that also comes back to, like, if Speedo decided not to endorse her after that, that looks bad on Speedo. And then they lose marketing. True. So it's like, are they doing it? Or are they doing it because they have to do it? Or yeah. else they're going to look like shitheads. Upsetting. <laughs> yeah, it is. The whole thing. Uh, So the german women's gymnastics team opted to wear full body suits in qualifications at the tokyo olympics on sunday in a move they said was designed to promote fe- freedom of choice and encourage women to wear what makes them feel comfortable <laughs> yeah <laughs> women can wear things <laughs> women can wear whatever the fuck they want as it turns out
0: <laughs> as it
1: turns out <laughs> the team composed of sarah Va- i'm gonna get this very wrong and i'm sorry sarah voss pauline schaefer betts elizabeth seitz and kim Bowie competed in red and white unitards which are combined leggings and uh which are combined leotards and leggings extending to the ankles. it's a full suit mm-hmm unitard like it's just yeah. fully covered as you are um <laughs> Voss said that the team had discussed their choice of attire before competing on sunday and had settled upon the unitard as you are growing up as a woman it is quite difficult to get used to your new body in a way the 21 year old said we want to make sure everyone feels comfortable and we want to show everyone that they can wear whatever they want and look amazing feel amazing whatever it is in a long leotard or a short one we want to be a role model in any case to make everybody have the courage to follow us, Voss said. So she, they made a statement and then they made a spoken statement uh, saying, we're doing the right thing. We know what we're doing. This was on purpose. Because <laughs> it'd be one thing if they did it. That's awesome. It'd be one thing if they did it and didn't say anything, it would still be good. But the fact yeah. that they were like, no, we're doing this specifically for feminist reasons. <laughs> um the germans decision to wear unitard unitards earned them praise from fellow competitors in tokyo i think it's really cool that they have the guts to stand on such a huge arena and show girls from all over the world you can wear whatever you want said norwegian gymnast julie erickson i applaud them for that nice. so that's good uh it's also good in the same olympics like we said earlier where uh women were fined for wearing shorts <laughs> instead of wearing bikini bottoms. Yeah.
0: I like the picture of them next to the male team from their country. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, why They're are shorts. why are the men allowed to wear shorts and the women aren't? Like it doesn't impede com- competition in any way.
1: No one's schlong is that long that they need to wear shorts. That cannot be an excuse if you're gonna make that. Yeah. No. Like, no, no. No. Okay. So, we're going to finish off by talking about the goat, Simone Biles. Simone who I love. Biles. I love her so much. I love her the most. The more I hear about her, the more I love her. I just love her so much. Oh, also, I want to give a shout out to Pink for offering to pay the Olympic fines that the one team got for wearing. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. She <laughs> tweeted about them. She was like, I'm so proud of you. I'll pay all your fines if you want. <laughs> Yeah, she like offered to because pink's also the best. Okay. That's awesome. We've all been talking about Simone Biles. We know that she opted out, but we're going to get into a little bit of what it means in terms of like the gymnastics um, area of it. Biles launched herself into a vault that once airborne would require two and a half twists of her body as she recounted afterwards it didn't work i was trying a two and a half Biles said and i ended up doing a one and a half just got a little bit lost in the air in california former competitive gymnast katherine burns watched and winced i know that feeling so deeply in my body of being like i'm lost i came out of the move too early where am i And all that is happening in the course of split seconds, the recognition of something that's not right. And I need to be able to complete the trick without injuring myself. You can get it on twisting moves. Burns said, you can also get it on any kind of rotational move and you can get it lost in the air on a really simple trick that you've done a thousand times before. This is called the twisties. Yeah. What she's talking about. Burns said that gymnasts, especially elite ones do so much work to be able to gain muscle memory and awareness of knowing where their body is in the air. Having that special spatial recognition, being able to see yourself doing the trick, it becomes a point where it's like it's built into your body and you do it sort of without thinking about it cognitively. And then sometimes you get these twisties and it's sort of like a mental block that some people refer to as if you're starting to cognitively think about it again. Burns likened it to other things we do over and over with their execution locked into our muscle memory, similar to walking down a flight of stairs. If you think too hard about picking your feet up at the right rate, going down the stairs, she said, you start to feel overwhelmed and you're going to trip over yourself. That's sort of the feeling of like thinking too hard or being too aware of something that you should really, really shouldn't have to think about anymore. I think there's a lack of understanding of what this sport requires of people, Burns said. I think in general, these obscure sports that people love to watch every four years, they don't really think about the level of training that goes into it. So This idea of quitting or choking to me is just like setting the expectation of your product, you perform for us. Your entertainment value for me, and if you don't go out and entertain me, then what's your value?
0: Dance, monkey, dance. Yeah. 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 Ugh. That's gross. I don't
1: like that. She said Biles draw- withdrawing from the world's biggest sporting event is an example of that power, and it's especially significant, she said, after Biles and so many other gymnasts were sexually victimized by the infamous former team doctor, motherfucker Larry Nasser. Motherfucker oh, was m- my head. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh just just to mention again, I know I mentioned it in a previous Olympics episode, but if anyone hasn't seen Athlete A, you should go watch that and then you'll yeah. understand
1: why Larry Nasser's name makes me want to vomit. Ugh. Yeah, it's real bad. I really see her as making a statement to other young girls, burn said, especially other young gymnasts who have experienced sometimes these levels of abuse from their coaches in USA gymnastics. Where they can say, no, this doesn't feel right to me. I know what I need. I know how to advocate for myself and I want to stand up and represent myself in a way that would make me proud. Simone Biles tweeted after all this went down and said the outpouring of love and support I've received has made me realize I'm more than my accomplishments in gymnastics, which I never truly realized before, Believe before. Oh, i love her so much i'm glad
0: that you realized that You know and the oh, thing I'm so is sad
1: that you didn't know that before okay so she finished off with a bronze right like she came back she did one more event a lot of people are speculating this is probably going to be her last olympic so my she just wanted to do it one more time and she got a bronze which as americans mm-hmm. we're always like oh, bronze, but like your third best in the yeah. entire world like i yeah, think it's that's still a, okay. like third of how many okay yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah 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 And the other thing is, like, there's pictures released of her. Like, she stayed in Tokyo and cheered on her teammates. Like, it'd be one thing if she was like, "I can't do this," and she went home. But she stayed to support her team. Women supporting women. Yeah. Which I think. Yeah, she she
0: wasn't like like fuck this, I'm out. She was like, I'm not doing this, but I'm gonna support everyone. I'm still a team member.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Exactly. So that's the 2021 Olympics. That was our Olympic series. This did not take as long as I thought it would. (laughs) But I I thought it was important to wrap up with examples of people using that stage, that huge platform for good.
0: Yeah. Especially knowing that you might not be invited to go back to the Olympics for doing that. I think it's really yeah it's really courageous to I mean, it's courageous to take that stand anyway but to take the stand knowing that it might mean you don't get to do the thing that you yeah. like you don't get to continue
1: competing at the level that you want to that's right impressive. right especially as Paralympians like yeah that that takes double courage <laughs> that whole that 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 whole thing that's like a human rights violation yeah
0: i I really i don't understand how they were able to
1: do that and not
0: cause more outrage
1: like are there olympic lawyers for stuff like this i feel like there should be there should be there definitely should be
0: yeah
1: but they're over now and we have the 2022 winter olympics to look forward to (laughs) (laughs) where are those gonna be oh i don't know let me look it up I think I do know, but I forgot, or I just didn't care. Winter Olympics. They are going to be in Beijing, which is where the 2008 Olympics were, but the summer games.
0: Hmm. Well, hopefully they use the stuff that they built... Before and don't (laughs) force more people out of their homes in order to
1: yeah build more shit. Absolutely, Rosie's coming down to see me very soon. I've already cried about it once. Not a big deal. It's not weird. I imagine it's just going to be a lot of what we did whenever I lived in Erie, which is sitting and watching TV. I, yeah, I, I
0: looked at the uh the forecast, and and it's still it's still a little ways out, but uh it looks mm-hmm. like there's going to be some thunderstorms. So I don't know if the outside activities we we're thinking about will. Hey,
1: man, I, I'd still go swimming.
0: I don't know if yeah, I want to go to a, a thunderstorm. A thunderstorm.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, Wilmington has two places that deliver cookies, like local Ooh. cookie shops, and we just passed a donut shop that was ranked like best by BuzzFeed. So. Nice, lots of sweet stuff. And we need to get the the best lemonade in existence. Yeah, oh, <laughs>
0: the best lemonade, That's so good. I'm having raspberry lemonade right now,
1: but it's not as good as that stuff because came from <laughs> uh, the bottle. <laughs> our trip was a year ago. Like this week was whenever we came yeah. down, which is crazy to think about. Came down to find you a place to live, and it was the only place we looked at. And now I'm sitting in it.
0: <laughs> well, we looked at two different places, but the other place was like. I I don't know it's like the kind of place where you go in and you're like oh this is what an apartment on a tv show looks like that you don't live in and yeah
1: this feels like a doctor's office like much smaller yeah it it felt like a doctor's office it was more expensive and it was smaller and I was like yeah
0: and it did not feel welcoming and it was in a complex instead of being at residential
1: area and all that Rosie's gonna meet Luna everybody's favorite little tuxedo kitty Oh, Luna baby, she's very sleepy right now. All yeah. right, we're not talking about anything. Uh, <laughs> my show so, yeah. is all the Olympians, past and present, who were not assholes. Yeah, and especially yeah, those our... who spoke up against injustice.
0: Uh, and also, please uh, visit our Patreon. <laughs> our Patreon page. <laughs> Uh, www.patreon.com slash a bag knowledge of everything
1: mm-hmm. and our instagram oh what uh dicks for good has started doing instagram reels
0: so you <laughs> That's can right.
1: watch mr jim business draw dicks in real time
0: <laughs> i uh so so as as we said i am going to go visit hope and i realized that i'm not sure if i'm going to be using my computer in any public places because i put all of my dicks for good stickers on it and i haven't gotten like a sleeve for it Mm -hmm. in order to to hide that Mm -hmm. and i and the thing is like i don't i don't honestly really care because if people are like looking that hard at my laptop yeah uh, then like why like why are you staring at my laptop but at the same time also like i really. Don't know if I want to have conversations with strangers right. and it almost <laughs> necessitates that. So, I,
1: so I'm Griffin, gonna have to go to the
0: electronic store and get something <laughs> to like put over
1: it. Griffin and I went camping and I Instagrammed it, but I took a picture of our two like camping mugs and he made me turn it because one side just had like a Starbucks logo and he's like, that's boring. Use my other stickers on the other side. But one of them is the Venom dick. Mm. <laughs> my sister-in-law commented on it. Was like, am I is my head in the gutter or is that a penis sticker (laughs) and I was like no no I mean maybe but that is a penis sticker (laughs) oh my god Yep.
0: all right she should make a a carnage uh sticker for the new coming out
1: oh my god I have to tell her that you're right yeah also if anybody is good at speaking of drawing anybody's good at drawing or like doing graphic art or something if you'd like to make us our merch we have not done any of that yet (laughs) so if you have ideas from like quotes or stuff we've said or just you know
0: I like put on your sweatshirts because they're about to get hot bad I, th- I think that's a, a good
1: <laughs> I, I good like solid
0: catchphrase
1: I like don't worry it gets worse <laughs> don't worry it gets worse I feel like we say that every episode <laughs> we do <sighs>
0: uh I'll probably be saying that in our next episode which I believe will finally be uh my reasons why we should all boycott Top Gun 2
1: oh so. shit I saw my first trailer for that when we saw I, Black Widow saw, last week
0: yeah when we went to Black Widow I like I, I could tell like as it was starting yeah I, was, like, I did too I, I I like I just whispered like really quietly oh, please don't be Top Gun and then like Chris started laughing <laughs> and then I could tell it was Top Gun and I just like left the theater <laughs> for the duration of that whole thing So I was like uh, goodbye uh-uh, not doing it fucking yeah there's bye. there's there's some tea about uh about Top Gun 2 oh, the yeah. filming and a lot about Tom Cruise to be honest I think people should know. So uh,
1: welcome to another we Scientology Adjacent episode.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Probably our most Scientology adjacent episode. Uh, yeah. But hey man, can't keep listening to Scientology Fair Game and watching the aftermath without wanting to do
1: a little bit I of something. I mean I mean I mean. Again, perpetual shout out to Leah Remini. I love her so much. <laughs> yeah. And Mike Rinder, who's usually sitting next to (laughs) me, (laughs) which she's doing all that stuff. Yeah. All right. right. Well, now we're just. This has turned into a social hour, as Goldie used to say. All right. So, uh, yeah, as always,
0: I am Rosie, and facts matter. I'm Hope, and And so do Olympians.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I hope now that you know better, be better. Bye.